Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Look, uh, good morning, Dave. I'm sorry about the phone issues, but uh, we finally managed to talk to you and I'm so thrilled about that because of your vast background uh, in the Olympics and, and all other issues involving sport and sports medicine, etc. Uh, first of all, I would imagine you're, you're pretty thrilled with Lewis Clevert overall and this amazing performance uh, overnight from Erica Fairweather, 17-year-old schoolgirl from Kavanagh School down in there in Dunedin, breaking her personal best by four seconds. Now, you, you know swimming far better than me, but that seems an amazing achievement. Yes, Smithy, great to be online. Glad we ironed out the faults. What, what a wonderful performance. I, I sat in the stand with, with Lars Humer last night as Erica was, was swimming, and it was a very, very emotional um, time for, for both of us, actually. It, the connections with the late Duncan Lang um, can't be overlooked either, and Lars was a pupil of, of Duncan's, and, and Erica, of course, has, has trained and grown up in the pool that was made famous by Duncan and Daniel Lodup. But her swim last night was just absolutely out of this world. And she bounced out of the water and said it was just the most wonderful feeling she's ever had. And, you, you know, I I wouldn't put it past her this morning in the final to, to equal that time or, or, you know, I don't know what she's got in the tank. Dave, explain to us how that can happen. I mean, you know, four seconds... It... It's such a big distance in an event like freestyle. How how can that happen? Is it being lifted by the occasion? Is it being lifted by the standard of the swimmers around her? Well, it's several things. I, I think partly it's due to the fact that she's so young and she's not been in the sport that long. She's developing. She's growing stronger. She's you know she's getting race and and mental fit as well. And she's a she's a totally natural young athlete that, that doesn't just seem to, you know she doesn't seem to get overawed by the occasion. She looks upon it as just another swim, another race, and you know it's a wonderful frame of mind for her to be in. I think that's point one. Point two is, of course, over the longer distances you can you can make these quite dramatic changes, and her training has been going well. She and Lars have been working on things like making every turn count, and there's seven turns in a 400 metres, you're swimming eight laps. Um, those little differences, you know, for half a second each lap, then you have accumulated a significant improvement. And she hit the wall hard, she stayed under the water, she did all the right things and it came together for her. So that, that's how it happens over those distances, and, and it's not impossible. Lewis Clairbert uh, broke the national record in the 400-metre individual medley uh, and then, uh, of course, went into the final. We had high hopes for him. He looked so comfortable in, in the heat. Uh, and, and it just didn't go for him. Uh, it didn't work for him finishing seventh overall in that final. What did you make of that effort? Well, you know, we all 
had high expectations. And Lewis is another outstanding young young man, uh, feet on the ground, um, good coaching, good family support, just a a good, honest Kiwi who's getting on with the job. This was his first real opportunity in that kind of company. He'd from the world champs in the Commonwealth Games, and we know what he's capable of. He did it personal best in the heat. He set a new New Zealand record, and he really did look, as everyone expected, you know, up for a place on the podium. But all the swimmers um, failed to realise their times of the evening before, except the, the American who who won, and, and, and he won well. He was the only one to improve. But one of the things that's happening here is people are adjusting to swimming finals in the morning. And I think that was very evident. All the times, with, with very few exceptions, were slower. And I, I think Lewis just maybe, like the others, just failed to adapt to that. He kept the pace up. I mean, right up until that last 50 metres, he was in. He was in the hunt. Um, but he just he just got overwhelmed. And, uh, you know, I still don't take anything away. He's got the 200 metres individual medley to come. And, and, and he'll, be, he'll be up there and, and fighting every inch of the way. An outstanding young man with a great future. And, uh, you know, his first Olympics, New Zealand record, qualifying for the final and finishing seventh in the Olympic Games for the first time is a pretty good all-round effort. It's 10.14 here on SCNZ, and we're very privileged to have Dave Gerard on the line um, for a number of reasons because of his background uh, in Olympics, of course, and, and sports medicine, uh, very much uh, highly regarded in this country as probably the guru uh, in those departments. He's also, of course, a former national surfing champion. Now, how, how, how are your feelings about surfing being in the Olympics, Dave? Well, I'm, I'm excited that, that surfing's in the Olympics, but, but I should um, point out to you that the, the surfing that I did was more surf life-saving. I did paddle a longboard, and I, I still paddle a longboard and enjoy that, but I'm not in the same class as these surfers here in, in Tokyo. I, you know, this is the change that the Olympics has brought, brought about, you know, the introduction of skateboarding and surfing, which, uh, you, you know, are iconic younger person sports and I know it's an attempt by the IOC to capture that more youthful market um, uh, yeah I, I think I think it's very exciting and, and you know and our, our, our two representatives are hanging on in there and they're progressing to the next round so uh, exciting things to come in this uh, new uh, new event at the Olympic Games Yep, both uh, Ella Williams and Billy Stemmen in, in action uh, this afternoon and uh, and uh, the early part of the evening as well. So we, we look forward to that. That's about 100 kilometres away from uh, the, I guess we call it the Olympic CBD uh, in Tokyo. So they're down the coast a wee bit. Mm. Uh, Dave, one of the other s- issues that uh, hasn't quite, well, it has at home, to be fair, and around the world, but it hasn't quite, I think, hit the headlines yet is, is the Laurel Hubbard issue. I'm sure you've got... Uh, some thoughts on that. You've uh, had a, a background in sports science, of course, and we've heard had interviews from Holly Thorpe from Waikato University this uh, last week. We talked to Joanna Harper, herself a scientist but a transgender athlete as well. Uh, and at the moment, we're, we're sort of in this learning process about uh, transgender athletes and, and the Laurel Hubbard issue. Uh, in this country, as you will be well aware, I think the groundswell of opinion is, is no. Perhaps Laurel should not be there. Uh, can you give us a more considered type opinion on, on how you view the matter? 
Yes, Smithy, I've I've enunciated where I stand on this. I I think the IOC has got it all wrong. Um, To allow a transgender female athlete who has benefited from the effects of testosterone for all her life, um, gone through the development, developed the muscle power, the strength, the the heart and lung capacity that testosterone um, enables a a developing young man to to achieve, and then to transgender and compete against biological females is, in my books, not fair. The science is irrefutable, and this is not a a question of me being transphobic or misogynistic. I, I, I want inclusivity, but I don't want inclusivity... Uh, with the element of fairness, the voice of the biological female athlete must be heard. And, okay, Laurel hasn't broken any international rules by qualifying and and competing here, but although she has changed her gender, she has not changed her sex. And even despite bringing her testosterone levels down to 10%, which is what the IOC declared, she's still five times, she has five times more testosterone uh, than, than the competitors around her, and she has benefited from those many, many years of muscle development, power, strength, and all those other elements that I've hinted at. So, okay, the IOC have got this wrong, and I can assure you that, that I'm not alone in this. The the clinicians and scientists are challenging the IOC as we speak, and I think you'll see significant refinement to their requirements for transgender females to compete in the future. World Rugby, for example, have said they will not allow transgender females to compete under the circumstances of transitioning after puberty because there are quite clearly... Um, issues of danger and, 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 and injury. If you had a transgender female competing uh, who had been, let's say, an under-20 rugby representative and as a biological male, uh, there, would, there would be, imagine, if you will, the All Blacks playing the Black Ferns. Um, the, the, the results, um, a, a common sense, and, and, and injury and danger is another factor. In strength events, the power advantage is is irrefutable, and that's what people are proposing as being the greatest argument, but the fairness in, in, in the situation. Just finally then, Dave, it's not fair on Laurel, is it? Because uh, God knows what she's going through mentally in this particular time. Oh, oh you're right. You know, as I say, in fairness to her, she... She's complied with the IOC and International Weightlifting Federation requirements, but the truth of the matter is that they've got this horribly wrong, and it's not fair. Um, but you know, how do we, you know, how do we balance those two arguments? And you know, how do we honestly celebrate any success she may have in, in, the, in the circumstances that I've just described? Is it is it really fair that she can compete? against biological females who are, um, are not advantaged as she has. And, and the change, the dropping of her testosterone doesn't alter her physical capabilities that were engendered during puberty.
Thank you very much, Dave Gerard. Uh, so glad that we finally got through to you. Um, enjoy the remainder of the Olympics. I'm sure there's some great moments uh, coming up for the Silver Fern uh, as time goes on. And, and those thoughts uh, too on uh, Laurel Hubbard, absolutely invaluable. Stay safe. Stay safe and stay well. And thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. And, uh, you know, wishing the New Zealand team all the very best. Absolutely, like all of us. Dave Gerard there, um, a, a man whose opinion we must value because it's built up over such a great period of time um, and with so much knowledge. And that's a slightly different side to what we heard last week, to be fair. It's, it's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.